This is Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. And now your host, Michael O'Fallon. There is no more denying it. There is no more calling it a conspiracy theory. There is no more claiming that all of what is happening to our nation is just because Joe Biden is a feeble-minded, confused old man. There is no more claiming that it is just caused by a virus. Because it was never because of a virus. It is because of the Chinese-styled response, strategically, to the virus. And as I have warned over the past several years, month by month, week by week, the walls are closing in on all of us. We are being blitzkrieged on every single front of our civilization. Everywhere. All at once. The conspiring of several different players. First, the Democrats, who are the young Hegelians, seeking a quick and purpose revolution into a global enviro-communo-fascist state. And then you have the Rhino Republicans, who are the old Hegelians, still desiring a slow, steady, incremental change, as they as well seek a gradual evolution through the dialectic, into a global, enviro-communo-fascist state. Then you have the colluding corporate powers who are following the will of the World Economic Forum, who are pulling the strings of the politicians as they push for a great reset into an enviro-communo-fascist state. You also have the colluding national leaders who are following the will of the United Nations and NATO, destroying national sovereignty and, of course, who are working with the central banks and their desire to control every monetary instrument on earth. You also have playing, in a bit of a different dialectical game, the communist Chinese, the Frankenstein monster with a communist structure and a fascist heart created over the past 60 years by the American think tanks and industrialists, which now has a will of its own and is thinking for itself. Of course, what's necessary in this entire collusion is you need the media and the press filtering news and information and setting the narratives, creating reflexivity through the well-conceived fertile fallacies provided by the World Economic Forum, the Biden administration, and the combined uniparty of the establishment Democrats and Republicans. And then you have the most duplicitous of all. The religions in America. The evangelical leaders, the Catholic leaders, and the moderate Muslim leaders, who have been virtuously leading their faithful followers into embracing the concepts of socialism through the years of the dialectical moving of the Overton window further and further progressively left, applying critical methodology to every pillar of culture within the church, creating a cultural revolution within religion. 
then you also have education and the universities. Not interested in preparing young men and women for future careers, but instead creating a red guard. Young revolutionaries who hate the freedoms and liberties afforded every American who will now, after being educated for between 12 to 16 to 18 to 20 years, who will strive for a Marxist state. But let's not forget the arts and entertainment, who have created a counterculture where subjectivity is normativity, where every major film or television series has to be intersectional. Then let's roll in the deceptive conspiring group of professional sports where every major athlete must be striving for the revolution, for the Marxist overthrow of our systems, or supporting the medical authoritarianism that has swept our planet. It's everyone, everywhere, all at once. And this conspiring web of deceit with our politicians major corporations, major asset managers, central banks, colluding foreign nations, China, institutes of education, media and social media, sports and entertainment, and religion. All colluding over decades to bring the entirety of humanity with the siren song of virtuousness towards the rocks on the shore that will wreck all of our ships. And the journey will end with the survivors left shipwrecked on the shores of an inhuman island where there is no escape. No physical escape, no mental escape, no spiritual escape. The stage was set for this catastrophe over decades. While the beginning of this slow slide began nearly 100 years ago, much of this was formally set during and after Bretton Woods II, and the complex strategies of creating a new world of new systems that would parasitically be built upon the systems of the systems that actually work, systems that work meaning, systems built on meritocracy, Systems built on objectivity, systems built on the rule of law, systems built on capitalism. Those systems that work, that built the greatest civilization in the history of mankind. And this parasitic evil new world with its parasitic new theological construct would need to first kill the host body of the civilization it wished to replace and then inhabit the corpse, like a squatter inhabits a burned-out, deserted old home. And so now, no one can really deny what is happening. They can't deny the things that I was warning about publicly for the past five years, and that I was called hyperbolic for warning about. Well, all those things are now all happening. And there really is no denying the blitzkrieg that our adversaries are unleashing upon our nation and on our world. Well, if you think back just two years ago to 2020, every nation everywhere 
was told that we had to lock down and stop living our lives. Stop doing business. Well, that is unless you were Walmart, Amazon, or a big box store. And their profits, by the way, were through the roof. Because everyone was buying from 10 to 12 big box or online sources that were all heavily invested and controlled by BlackRock or Vanguard and were all in league with the World Economic Forum. And the small and medium-sized businesses went out of business or became hooked on loans that they would never be able to pay back on the other side of the reflexive medical event. Well, you also had to stop education and move everything online. And in that at-home education, and actually even before that, the Department of Education and local school boards have been infusing children with race Marxism and sexually grooming them away from objective categories of sex and into the wild, wild west of Jacques Derrida's endless gender categories. Because all of that white-centered and male-centered civilization stuff that you've been teaching over the past thousand years. Well, see, that was all a lie, according to the Marxists. And so gender dysphoria, transition, non-binary, and a wide variety of made-up sexualities like pansexuality, well, whose those ideas, by the way, are only a few years old, are suddenly descriptive of enormous proportions, apparently, of kids who have been groomed into disliking themselves, hating themselves otherwise. And so no longer did you have history, but you had history being taught to decolonize the white racist view of history and make sure that all of the students know that America was founded by oppressors who wanted to enslave everyone except for white men. No longer would you do simple math, but you would decolonize math and teach a new subjective way of understanding numbers that questions the very value of the numbers themselves. So much so that 2 plus 2 could no longer... Well, you could never come up with that white racist way of understanding the answer as being four. No, no. Now you could take two plus two and decolonize math from whiteness and have the correct answer as being five. Because why should you believe what a white man said about two meaning two or four meaning four or even four plus meaning plus? Oh, you also had to decolonize literature and English from the old oppressive white men like Shakespeare and Chaucer and Kipling. No, now the Marxists are insisting that you had to replace them with Kendi, with Rousseau, and of course, with Karl Marx. Even Teen Vogue is encouraging its readers to read and appreciate Karl Marx. I'm not kidding. Everything and anything in education had to be about the revolution. And for those of you who thought you could escape the insanity just for a few weeks, or thought that you could continue to go on conferences and gather with others, let's say, out of town, well, you had to stop. Because we had to stop travel, too. Because you would be a threat to those around you, and first insist that no travel at all could happen and then insist that masks had to be worn for travel, even though they were completely ineffective, and then insist that everyone must be vaccinated to travel, even though the vaccine seemed to be ineffective, and then come back and say, meh, 
and go back to no masks or vaccinations, but make sure that travel is twice as expensive as before and price it out of the ability for most people to travel. But one of the main reasons for doing this is that our new overlords want to make sure that we stop talking. At least stop talking in a free and open manner. In other words, you don't want to discuss things in such a way where we can engage in the scientific method as a civilization, working through what is and isn't true, and coming to objective answers, because the answers that we were getting from the medical authoritarians were absolute nonsense. And the answers from Republicans and Democrats alike were to spend trillions and trillions of dollars just to make sure that people didn't work and to make sure that small businesses didn't run. But for some reason, they also sent billions of dollars all over the world and are continuing to do so right now, by the way, and spent billions of dollars on arts and entertainment and spent billions of dollars on the continued wokening of our children while they bankrupted our system while they essentially bankrupted the United States. And of course, the stroke of genius came when the current Biden regime took the reins at the White House. And Secretary General Biden chose as one of his first acts as president to cancel the Keystone Pipeline that would have allowed for a massive stream of North American oil to come into the United States. And as well, he is canceling the land leases for oil drilling in Alaska and the Gulf of Mexico. And then on top of it, working with BlackRock and Vanguard to pressure ExxonMobil and other oil companies to start scaling back on oil, drilling, capture, and refinery. And putting all of their investments, by way of China, in solar energy, in wind energy, and in electricity. And at the same time, with BlackRock and Vanguard telling all of the auto manufacturers that they have to leverage positions on their boards to manufacture nothing but electric cars. But if that was the worst of it, it would be bad, but it wouldn't be catastrophic. Because then this past January, you then have Gramsci and Marx's Pete Buttigieg making this horrific announcement that it seems like no one really paid attention to. I did, and if you listen to the causes of things and to public occurrences, you heard me talk about this. And this is what he made the announcement on. It was the administration's plan to combat the danger posed by rising traffic fatalities. And Gramsci and Marxist Pete Buttigieg says this, quote, We cannot tolerate the continuing crisis of roadway deaths in America. These deaths are preventable. And that's why we are launching the National Roadway Safety Strategy today, a bold, comprehensive plan with significant new funding from President Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law. We will work with every level of government and industry to deliver results because every driver, passenger, and pedestrian should be certain that they're going to arrive at their destination safely every time. End quote. Of course, remember, that he is the Secretary of Transportation and the main cause of all the issues that we have, whether it be food delivery and everything else, is because of transportation logistics. But he's spending his time doing this. And of course, this Buttigieg plan has nothing to do 
with combating traffic fatalities. And of course, Buttigieg and Biden's plan has everything to do with having an artificially intelligent source controlling your movement, where you are going, and how you will get there. It has to do with changing our transportation systems from being a system of you choosing to go someplace when you want and how you want to controlling your freedom of movement. So here is the theme to recognize that you will hear over and over again from our adversaries. Whatever the thing is that the government, the World Economic Forum, corporations within the World Economic Forum, woke religions or media tell you is something that you need to be afraid of or that they need to protect you from, is never the thing that you need to be afraid of or need their protection from. Ever. They are peddling what I have referred to as a fertile fallacy, which is normally a complete lie or fabrication wrapped in a moral dilemma. And then, the other technique that those who are colluding to bring the walls of socialism into our previously capitalistic and striving nation is to end our voluminous supply of everything, to end our on-demand economy and create a rationed economy that will be rationed and apportioned on equity. Now, I have done quite a bit of business and spent a lot of time in countries that were previously controlled by the Soviet Union, such as the Czech Republic and what was formerly East Germany. One of the women that we used for our guides in Prague would tell of the times that she would stand in line for days to have an opportunity to buy the kind of cheese that she liked. And although you could buy that kind of cheese at any Publix or Kroger's here in the United States this afternoon, it was only available once a month in Prague, and then in only very short supply. Because that is how things work in a rationed socialist economic system. You could call it sustainability. And so if you can just pause for a moment and think through the last three years, let's say, and tell me this. Three years ago, did you have a hard time getting lumber? Was lumber affordable? Could you rebuild, as I need to right now, the section on your wood deck that was storm damaged without needing to pay out what would be the same cost as buying a new BMW? Could you afford your house, or if you are a renter, could you afford rent? Just three years ago, did you ever think twice if you decided to have chicken wings, let's say, for dinner? Or has the bird flu slaughter and the scarcity of chicken made this more difficult today? Can you purchase steak or beef at prices that are affordable for your entire family? Has beef from time to time become scarce at your grocery store? And, as a matter of fact, do you see that all sorts of alternatives to beef and chicken that are now being pushed everywhere, even in your favorite restaurants? So, like... If you can't afford beef or chicken, or if there is no beef or chicken, there is a ready alternative waiting for you. 
Now, do you think that this was just thought up yesterday? Now, if you were a mom or dad, and you were on your second or third child, do you remember just two, three, or four years ago when you had no problems finding baby formula? And baby formula was relatively inexpensive? And now, because of what the Biden administration calls supply chain issues. Remember Pete Buttigieg. Well, with these supply chain issues, you can't seem to get baby formula anywhere. Or if you can get it, it's only in short supply. And now they're talking about rationing. Do you think that the corporations responsible for the production of infant formula were unaware that this was coming, especially after the last several months? Do you think that the Biden administration was unaware of this problem? Do you remember me warning of the food shortages and the pain that was to come this year? And maybe you brushed it off. Is it about time to understand that what is happening to all of us, ladies and gentlemen, is the push of an administration along with the central banks and the major asset managers such as BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street to push all of us against our will into a socialist-controlled economy with equity as its primary goal? And remember, equity always equalizes downward. Now, those of you that are Christians or Roman Catholics, I want you to think back a few years. For you evangelicals and Reformed, think about the Gospel Coalition, about T4G, about the writings and speeches by folks like Russell Moore, Tim Keller, Legan Duncan, Al Mohler, Ed Stetzer. Or if you were Catholic, think about some of the encyclicals released by Pope Francis or the bishops of North America and Europe. And what common theme did you hear from all of the pious and religious types? Think. You heard sermon after sermon, read article after article, bemoaning and decrying capitalism, meritocracy, and America, and uplifting and praising collectivism, socialism, equity, and the concept of the global citizen. And of course... They told you to stop being politically active. That is, unless you were going to punch hard to the right. But that you needed to consider the virtuous and thoughtful ideas of the left. As a matter of fact, you needed to change your white American approach to your hermeneutic and embrace the pathway set forth by Jacques Derrida and pedophile Michel Foucault. Really? This is what the Gospel Coalition was suggesting. And for you Catholics, you needed to follow the exact same path as your fellow Hegelian Marxist Protestant brethren and fully embrace liberation theology because we're all in this together now. And this is the new religion. Even if you didn't consider yourself Christian or religious before, it is your duty to immunitize the eschaton, to bring about the perfect state. And part of that bringing about the perfect state is to criticize everything of the old capitalistic meritocratic system and bring in the new socialist collectivist system, which is bringing liberation to the oppressed 
And if you didn't feel oppressed before, guess what? You're going to find out what being oppressed is in the next few years. And so the idea is to make you beg for liberation, to beg for help out of the dire economic situation that we will all be in. Because right now, they are creating the problem. They are cratering our economy. They are literally down with possibly starving babies. Heck, they don't mind killing babies anyway. Remember that to them, abortion is liberation. So they are destroying our on-demand economy. They are destroying our economic engine. They are going to bring you to the point where you are on your knees, begging for help and for mercy. And then in their benevolent kindness, and with their love for you, then the rationing will begin. And then the new system can begin. If you are a good boy or girl, that is. If you will obey the state. If you will follow the new rules of the new monarchical episcopate. If you will speak the new language of the new invading forces. If you will think the way your new overlords want you to think. If you will pray the way your new woke priests want you to pray. If you will worship the God state of the brave new world. That is where we are. And it's time to resist. So if you are the head of the household, it is time to live below your means. It is time to become self-sufficient off the grid. If you are a minister who has finally woken up, it is time to begin to actually provide for your faith community. You must continue to study for your sermons and care for your flock. But you might need to start feeding your flock. If you decide to separate your flock from this Marxist insurgency, your time and your impact is now as a pilgrim in a foreign land. And for you to make progress as a pilgrim, you will need to begin to feed your sheep in more than just spiritual tones, which is still necessary. That is still absolutely how you will live through this. Because our new overlords will demand that you bow to Baal. And you must say, no. And we must set a course for a new future, for a new hope, for a new world guided by objective and true principles. Because we must win. I'm Michael O'Fallon, and this has been Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic.